0: Don't miss out on all the extra content I'm sharing. I can't wait to see you over there.
1: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more I was like on achieve mode. I got my medals, my trophies. And I'm like, okay, still I have no worth of value. Because I assumed that when you get everything that you wanted, you're going to have peace. Because Mm -hmm. now I have no drugs. So I know how my anxiety hitting, how my tormented, like this imposter syndrome. I'm not good enough. Who do you think you are? Like, and all this mess of the past was like just flooding me. And then I met this boy who like totally was like head over heels, like fall in love with me. And I'm like, love, are you That's Like that's something ridiculous. Who even say that?
0: Welcome to How My Parents Raised Me. I'm Dawn Chitty. When we are born, we arrive here as pure and perfect Souls and the direction our life takes from that moment is deeply connected to what our parents bring to our lives, and what our parents bring to our lives is deeply connected to what their parents brought to their lives, and that's the cycle of families. I have always craved connection with real and raw stories to understand what makes you you. Content warning, if you are triggered by the themes of this podcast, please seek a helpline in your city. Hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Don't miss this week's blog post, 15 clear ways to recognise you are dissociating. If you feel you may be dissociating but are unsure what it means to dissociate, please click the link in the show notes of this episode to get access to this blog post. In this week's quick chat episode, I'm speaking with Lena Sabula, a survivor of human trafficking. Lena grew up in Ukraine in a highly dysfunctional environment and she was trafficked internationally as a teen. When Lena finally escaped that life and moved to Canada, she heard something for the very first time. She heard that she had rights as a person, as a human. She never knew this. Human rights was not something that she'd ever heard of. And this revelation was the start of Lena's journey to healing the deep trauma of her childhood, In this episode, Lena shares about what she has learnt on this journey, the man who never gave up on her, her husband, and how she is raising her own kids and breaking generational cycles. We pick the story up as Lena is explaining how she first heard that she had rights as a human when she was in her 20s.
1: I always say this is God's grace and God's grace, I don't know what you guys believe, but... Honestly, I cannot attribute this to anything or anyone. It's just so miraculous and supernatural. It happened to me like that. It cannot be like I decide to leave and I already pay up all my debts to them. And because the people who was my like owners, they actually allowed me to go. They like, OK, you know what? You're done. You pay your dues. When do you want to leave? And that's why, like, it's impossible because I'm now working with so many organizations who are dealing with the human trafficking. This is not happening. You have to be rescued. But first time they let me go, second time I ran away and I was saved. You know, like, this is just amazing. So, but the interesting part that I want to point out about that, when I came in a report, I give them my passport. I went through customs. They pull me away or aside because I had no visa. I didn't enter the country legally. Mm. And do you know what they did? They look at each other, they smirk at each other, they laughed. They didn't ask me where I was this almost two years. They didn't ask me what I was doing. They knew exactly who I am and what I'm doing there. They give me the passport. They didn't like Search me like anything special, they look through my stuff and they send me home. Wow, wow, they know everybody knows, yeah, wow. And
0: so, when you were there with all these other women, was anybody else able to leave in that way?
1: I don't know, like, probably, but some of the girls just wanted to stay because they have like nothing else, you know. And that's what's interesting that in that place that I was. Literally we have all the women, different ages, different backgrounds, and most of them like they that's what they did, you know, mm. for like to support the family, to support themselves because it's like they have nowhere to go, not nothing to do, the same the same as for me, like you know, if I would not have that eternal I don't know, calling to actually to be more you know I'm like I want to be more and that story of my life I think every time like I was like ready to give up on my life and thinking like is this life worth living in the very depth of my falling I can hear it in my spirit like you've been made for more I'm like I want that more I don't know how it's look like but I want that more and that's what drove me to actually escape the human trafficking because here in Canada, actually, for the first time, I was over 20 years old. For the first time, somebody told me that you have rights. I'm like, what kind of rights? They're like human rights. I'm like, what is that? How bizarre is that? My kids learning this in like, I don't know, grade one, they already know what their rights are. And they even trying to give me like their rights. I'm like, (laughs) excuse me, you know what I mean? But I encourage that because I want them to know who they are. I want them to stand up for themselves. I, I want them to know that this is their personal space and nobody can touch them or force them into anything. Like I want them to speak the truth and have their opinion and say, no, this is, sounds like emotional abuse this is toxic, I'm not going to take that, and I have somewhere to go, I have people who will take care of me, I'm not alone, and you're not going to trap me in this, you're not going to use me and abuse me, because I've worth more, and I'm enough, okay, that's what I teach in my kids, because that's important, I never thought that my life had worth or value, I never thought that my body is sacred and supposed to be like saved for something special like marriage or relationship. No, it was my commodity because it was my, like something that I can use to eat, to live like, or to drugs, whatever it is, because that's how it's become from beginning. So it's become my normal. So now my kids, even sometimes to me, thanks God, because that now I see those my teaching they set the boundaries I'm like this is the healthy boundary I appreciate that like for example when they were little especially like my oldest one I don't know I get them out of the house and I kind of pat her butt and she turned around to me like I think she was in grade five and she turned around and she said mom I'm not a baby anymore I don't like this I said okay I understand this is your body you have to tell me because that's how I know how to treat you and then she come home and she goes like mom I know you probably said that I'm growing up and I don't want like your hugs and kisses in front of the bus and you're patting my butt so you can do it here at home I said nope that's unacceptable this is your boundary and I'm gonna respect you if you told me that it's not okay for you. It doesn't matter how I feel about this. You should stay your ground. And that's how I taught them through the years. So they know, they know. And I think that's, I don't know, breaking that generational like mindset that somebody can do something like, you know, but because nobody doing on purpose, everybody have a trauma, but we're responsible for our own, behavior our own words our own thoughts and i do believe like thanks god my husband and i on the same page about everything With other kids we have amazing school that our teacher on the same page as well so i do believe like i'm so proud the kids are amazing they're brilliant they're good kids they're hooligans still don't guys think like oh she praised in her kids they're so amazing no they're still hard work and discipline you know and they do all the kids stuff you know but as a human being I do believe that they're gonna be like good part of society they're gonna stand up for what is right and they're gonna know what is right because they know so oh. and that's came from my past too and from my experience and I'm grateful for that I'm grateful who I am now because without my past I wouldn't be who I am and I love who I am now I just love who I am so yeah (laughs) oh
0: my gosh everything you just said it's just everything it's just everything what you just said I mean it's exactly how we should be raising our kids just to know what their rights are it's just so simple but it it, in history kids haven't had any rights we haven't we've been the bottom of the food chain, and we just had to survive. And when you speak that way, it just gives me so much hope for the future, that kids know what their rights are, that they turn around, and that we can have that beautiful conversation where nobody's shouting and getting angry. It's like, mum, that that doesn't work for me. And you say, if it doesn't work for you, I'm not going to do it. And that's like, oh, it's just, The key to to all of it. It's just communication. And it's so, so incredibly important. And obviously, after everything that you went through, you finally met your now husband. That must have been a life-changing
1: point in your life as well. Yes, absolutely. And honestly, when I come out from human trafficking, I was thinking, I just gonna copy everybody, like, I'm doing normal in quotation, every normal human being, what they do, oh, they go into school, they achieve the medals and trophies, they do in sports, so literally, I went with this mindset of creating my new persona, so literally, I was not looking for a husband, I was not looking for a relationship, relationships, and plus, like, the going through my life, like, honestly i think that's really what saved me and you would say like so how you have the healthy relationship because through all of my history only my grandparents of 50 years 52 years now ago they only one couple that been together through, through thick and thin they build their legacy they have a hell of a marriage but they stuck together and they got through it, and I'm like, okay, so that's possible, so not everybody cheaters, liars, scammers, whatever, but after them, 50 years, and all the generation after them, everybody got divorced, messed up, like, all my families, like, not only mine, all of them, and plus families around me, and plus, like, the in the brothel all those guys they've all been married some of them just been married and I'm like how could you do what you do you know but it's all like trauma but somewhere behind in my mind I was like well it's still possible because they did it they were like hugging and kissing 50 years after they married so like something is there so like i kind of like Somewhere secretly in my heart, believe in true love. And when I start learning English, I actually read these novels, you know, because it was re- easy to read. So they like knight in shining armor, all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, blah, 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 you know, like it's impossible. So what interesting though, that when I started going to school, I actually finished government credit school. So the government paid for me to finish school and I became a hairstylist I got the job and I was started doing taekwondo I actually got the black belt so I was like I was like on achieve mode I got my medals my trophies and I'm like okay still I have no worth of value because I assumed that when you get everything that you wanted you're gonna have peace because mm-hmm. now I have no drugs so I know how my anxiety hitting how my tormented like this imposter syndrome I'm not good enough who do you think you are like and all this mess of the past was like just flooding me and then I met this boy who like totally was like head over heels like fall in love with me and I'm like love are you nuts like that's something ridiculous who even say that And I totally thought it's gonna be just a fling, and because I did not even like plan or anything, but I do believe God was loving me through this boy because he was like just relentless. He's like, I'm not gonna stop until I have you. And I'm like, okay, this is kind of interesting because nobody ever said that to me. And honestly, I just came out like maybe a year from this complete mess and drugs and all this stuff and now I've been like clean but I still like I was obnoxious I was loud I was insecure because I'm like how I supposed to behave and his family is a church-going family his father is a pastor so they always all like his moms and his sisters are so quiet and kind and me like loud and different color hair and like my tongue was pierced and I have tattoos and makeups and I'm smoking that time on like smoking I was smoking and and then he starts staying over at my house and they're like was like completely in shock they're like oh we have to do this with the marriage I'm like what marriage like what are you talking about we just start dating we just like fooling around they're like oh thank you like and and because he was like baby of the family they like were so overprotective i'm like what's your problem i don't i don't get it what's your problem but it's so interesting because yeah his his mom actually just passed away last year from cancer and we were able to you know to visit her in her last days and i pray with her and i cry with her and she said Honestly you've changed. You like been such a gift to my son and this family. I was so beautiful because when they find out we actually got pregnant before we got married and uh, she said to me, you know, that's not how we do in our family, but God has planned for you. And literally they accepted me, they accepted our child and they just back us up like and then I don't know, four years later, I give my life to Christ and then end up having like three children, clean home. I never touched the drugs since that day. I never lied to, to him or anyone. I was loyal. I was, I don't know, devoted. And that's literally changed my life because he actually saw me the way that I am today. I don't know how, but it was very hard I don't know I do believe again it's just God's grace because to have a marriage with broken person and the person who was like that broken you need just supernatural power because I don't think it's love that holds us together and it's so interesting because I said to him is that how much you love me he's like no 80% I stay with you because I was committed to you and to the kids so he just chose not to leave, literally. And that's what actually kept us really together, that we just decide that we're not going to leave. Because in the beginning, actually what happened too, especially like when the baby was so small and I was still so angry and so messed up. And I keep saying to him, get out. I don't need you. I never need anyone. So, and he would look at me and he said, something wrong with you, woman, I'm gonna talk to you later. And he just leaves. I'm like, what? You're not gonna fight? You're not gonna argue? But so interesting, when he proposed to me, I actually wrote him a letter, like six pages, and I cry so hard, because I knew if he gonna read it, he gonna walk away, because I would not marry me. So I want to be honest with him because I didn't want him to marry me without knowing who I am because that would be starting our marriage on a lie. So I I gave him that letter and I said to him, like, you can make a choice and I will understand. And that's it. And I left it up to him, but he said to me, this is between you and God. Your past is between you and God. And I love you for who you are now. And he just said, you can burn it, rip it off, pray over it, whatever you want to do. I don't want to read it. And it's so interesting that when the book was actually with editor, I said to him, do you want to read the book or you want to hear the story? So he said, I want to hear the story. So I, we dropped off our three kids at the church. We went to this like Special place of his that he likes, you know, like right on the hill. And you can see like all the city and their nature. It was so beautiful. And it was sunset. and It was so peaceful and so beautiful. And I just laid it out on him. And he was like standing kind of looking forward. And I was talking to the side of his profile. And when I'm done, and I probably said more to him than made it to the book. He was really quiet, so it's really scared me because we've been already married for like, I don't know, like over like that time now with sixteen years together. So probably like what twelve years like was that time. Anyway, so it was like three kids and the home we have a life together. and then. I said to him, are you angry? Are you angry at me? Would you like to know this beforehand? Like, what are you thinking? And he actually said like the things. He said, you know, you've been healed. Because over the years, like he just saw me just learning, growing, overcoming, and just becoming like completely different creation. And then he said, second of all, he said, your book has a purpose. And I always thought, you know, the purpose going to be to help others to see this story of overcoming, to see the story of salvation, to see that there's, that God's hand is not too short, to see that you can overcome the trauma and thrive. But actually, it was for me. Honestly, if, if nobody ever would read that book, it was my therapy, for three years, I was writing my manuscript, looking back from a new perspective. I actually been healed and reconciled with myself and with my family, with my past, because now I was a mom and a wife and a housekeeper and a church. So I have like, so almost like emerged that. So there was no more that imposter syndrome like oh I don't deserve this like or oh, anything like that it's literally like merged part that oh this is was be- before me meeting my husband and my god and this is my life a good life you know then like that barrier disappear and I'm like oh this is all my life and it is good life it was an easy one but guess what it's mine and that's what made me who I am today and then I realized that that God was so faithful to me like from beginning to the end. And it's led me to this point. And honestly, now everything I do right now, it's kind of because of that. So now I can like support people, encourage people, share this message of overcoming and surviving, creating awareness, advocate for people who still in captivity or like create the awareness or doing fundraiser actually guys like if you're gonna see me i have like crazy bold red lipstick i'm wearing today and because the organization that I'm part of it called fight for freedom and it's our annual fundraiser so if you want to check it out on our website and do stuff like that and honestly i love it i truly love it that i have this purpose that I I didn't died as a roadkill because what a waste of life and now everything that happened to me serves this purpose to serve others
0: oh wow yes absolutely and how incredible that you met this person because there's not too many people who think that way is there
1: there's so much judgment yeah I want to say when you say judgmental like it's it's I don't want you guys to think if you're never going to meet this person, you cannot come out and you cannot be healed. He is not perfect. No. Trust me. It just was that moment. Just don't don't think like, oh, she's lucky. She got this guy. That's why it happened. Because we had so much trauma in our marriage that we have to overcome. Because no way, like in life, if you go through life, you have a trauma. So when two people who has trauma get together, it's trauma. We cannot create perfect marriage. The one thing that both of us did, we just didn't give up. So he's not perfect. I'm not perfect, but we were so close. And honestly, it's been what, like 16 years. We're still working on our marriage every time, you know? Mm -hmm. So I just want to point that out. Yes, it was beautiful that I met him, but... If you think you don't have a person like that in your life, you still have someone who's going to love you and support you and get you through whatever you need to like do. Trust me. Yeah, you're going to okay.
0: That, it's a really good good point to make. Thank you for being on this journey of healing and community with me. If you listen on Apple, I would love it if you could take a moment to post a review for the podcast. It would mean a lot. Check the show notes for all links recommended in this episode. If you're on Instagram, follow me at mybigloveproject and please share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. Thank you for joining me. You are such an incredible soul because you are you. You are unique. Your journey is unique and you can absolutely change the world with your story. Your time is precious and I so appreciate you being here. Thanks for joining me. I'll catch you next week.